This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Elon Musk bought Twitter for $45 billion. And ever since the purchase, it's been kind of shady. There's been things going on behind the scenes that nobody knows about. There's been tweets sent from Elon that are cryptic. There has been things that Elon has done that have really made people mad, like letting controversial figures back onto the platform that have been banned and kicked off for a while. But now we have the first official statement from Twitter itself, from the company, from Twitter 2.0. This is from a Twitter Inc. blog. And I'm going to read you some of it, and we're going to talk about it a little bit. And I want you to bring up uh, some points, if you can, in the comments of your podcast app. If you have comments on there, let me know what you think about this stuff, because I think it's an important step for Elon and for the future of Twitter. So here it is. The title of it is Twitter 2.0, Our Continued Commitment to the Public Conversation. Okay. So that, that alone says, okay, we're going to be helping out the people in the public conversation. We're going to commit to you. And this is, this is our new statement. So it says, Twitter's mission is to promote and protect the public conversation, to be the town square of the internet. We've always understood that to reach this goal, we must give everyone the power to create and share ideas and information instantly without barriers. Today, we are a new company embarking on a new chapter, but our steadfast commitment to this mission has not changed. In fact, we are better positioned to realize our ambitions than ever before. And they go on to say, we've always understood that our business and revenue are interconnected with our mission. They rely on each other. Brand safety is only possible when human safety is the top priority. All of this remains true today. So let's take a step back and go over what they're saying here. And we got to this paragraph in particular. Just recently, a lot of big name, huge ad spenders left the platform. They didn't know what's going on. They don't know what's going to go on with Twitter in the next month, two months, three months, four months, six months, a year, possibly. So they said, we're going to step back a little bit. We're going to we're going to pause our ad spend on Twitter and then we're going to see where this goes. You know, maybe maybe Elon drives it into the ground. Who knows? That's what these people are thinking. You know, the ad spenders, they don't know what's going to happen. So took all the money away. And then Elon, according to the Financial Times, had called up and also talked with numerous people in the, uh, the large corporations, asking them why they took their money out. And then he yelled at them, according to the Financial Times. So, of course. This is sort of, I think this is damage control. I think this is what they're doing. They're like, hey, we need to have a corporate facing blog post about damage control. You know, because if Elon has been doing these things and driving away advertisers, there's no way they're going to make the money that they used to make. And if he saw the numbers before the buyout and he's like, okay, we can make some money with this. That sounds great. I'm going to buy this thing. And then he buys it. And then immediately all the money, like half the money goes away. Now he has to play 
catch up. He has to do damage control. And I think that's what this second paragraph and the third paragraph are going to pertain to. So let's talk about this third paragraph and I'll read it out to you so you can get a better understanding of where Twitter is coming from in the next next phase of Twitter 2.0. And this is where it gets a little bit dicey for Twitter because I think they're doing damage control on this next paragraph. So here it is. And this is from the Twitter blog. What has changed, however, is our approach to experimentation. As you've seen over the past several weeks, Twitter is embracing public testing. We believe that this open and transparent approach to innovation is healthy as it enables us to move faster and gather user feedback in real time. We believe that a service of this importance will benefit from feedback at scale and that there is value in being open about our experiments and what we are learning. We do all of this work with one goal in mind, to improve Twitter for our customers, partners, and the people who use it across the world. Okay, now let's take a step back. This is getting interesting. This is getting fun. So they say, what has changed? You know, we're just testing things out in the open now. The normal way for software development and testing is to test things in a small group, then expand that group, then expand the group more, and then have the engineers in between fix things and tweak things. And then eventually, you know, release it to the public, right? There's a release schedule for a reason. People have been doing this for a very long time. Now, if Twitter was actually doing an open testing schedule, they would have said so in the, in the future, in the beginning of all of this stuff, because if you're doing that to your user base, you have to announce it to them. Like, Hey, we're going to be doing these certain tests and please don't get upset by them. We're going to be testing some things out. We understand that you know, there's going to be some things that'll break, but it's for the better. Just trust us. It's easy to communicate that. It's easy to communicate that. And as a web developer myself, I've been developing software apps, websites for the last 25, 30 years. And there's been no instance where on a live product like Twitter, especially with millions and millions of daily users, that you would ever test anything in an open environment. And I'm not Elon Musk, right? And Elon might be onto something here where you test everything out in the open and it's a new way to develop things, which is totally cool if it works. And if it does work, that would be great. But if you're an advertiser, the people that Elon relies on for all of his money coming into Twitter, you look at this as some sort of uh, weird experiment and something that would shake up the platform and something where people on the platform that are already on there, they're seeing this disruption and you might get a little bit spooked by all of this. Now, as a developer myself, I wouldn't personally do this. I would, of course, test these systems in the background, do a small test, make it bigger, make it bigger, release it to the public. This show is brought to you by Backblaze. I use Backblaze to back up my podcast, my video files, all of my writing stuff and all my photos. And you get unlimited computer backup for Macs and PCs for just $7 a month. You can back up your own documents, photos, videos, drawings, projects, all of your data and access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. And you can access the files on your mobile too. iOS, Android apps, all covered. And this is the cool part. This is my favorite part. You can restore it by mail. A hard drive will come to your house with all your data shipped to your door. It could come to your business too. And you can restore return refund program. So you can buy a hard drive restore, send the hard drive back within 30 days, and get a full refund. So basically they ship you this hard drive and then you ship it back and you don't ever pay for it, which is the perfect program for somebody who has huge files and you don't want to waste 
days and days downloading terabytes and teraflops of data. And if you're worried about accidentally deleting your files, two bucks extra a month, you can increase your retention history to one year. And I use it for all of my video files. It comes in super handy. So $7 plus $2, $9 a month, and you get everything backed up. Ease of mind for up to a year. And if you use the URL backblaze.com slash Elon, you get a fully featured 15-day no credit card required free trial. Check it out. Play with it. Start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Back your stuff up. It's recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9to5Mac, and more. And it's recently been listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange under BLZE, so you know they're legit. Backblaze is committed more than ever to bringing easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Don't be that person that forgot to back up their important files. We've got your back. Sign up for a free 15-day trial. No credit card required. Go there, sign up, play with it. It's really powerful and it's really easy to use. So go to backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon, et cetera. Same thing. Normal testing schedule. It would make sense. But of course, if you're an early phase startup, which Elon thinks Twitter 2.0 is, and that's what he's running it as, you move really fast. You try things out and you break things. And then when you break things, you fix them. And I've been part of startups before. I've been part of many successful startups. And in that time, when I'm building things in the very beginning of these startups, we try some stuff. We try some things that have never been tried before. We try some things that aren't in the industry that we're in and see if they catch on. And if they don't, we can them and we change them. So that's what happened with the blue check mark, you know, with the, the $8 check mark. I think that's what happened is that they were trying something new out. And with the millions and millions of daily active users, it got out of hand and they realized real quick, oh, this is not a good idea. We can't just do this uh, with no way of differentiating a troll from a regular person. So I think that's where they're at, especially since they're working on it like a startup. They're building something completely new. It's a new system. It's Twitter, but it's Twitter 2.0, where there's more things that are going to be happening in the future. They're going to be a bank, basically. They're going to be let you transfer money between people. You're going to have your, your chat. You're going to have your wall. You're going to have all sorts of fun things, encrypted chats, encrypted messages, and also video and audio are going to be better. Podcasting on there is going to be better. And also video playback is going to be much better too. So they're going to be testing those things out in the wild. And I think that's what they're doing right now with this checkmark thing. So as a software developer, I applaud them for trying new things, but it also disrupts things that are already sort of a standard. And with advertising, those people stepped back a little bit. And now they're going to get the idea of what Twitter is doing in the future so they can make a real choice about if they want to be part of this platform still, or if they want to move on, use their ad spend someplace else. All right, let's get back into some of the meat of this press release from Twitter. They go on to say, as we carry out this work, we want to assure you of a few things. First, none of our policies have changed. Our approach to policy enforcement will rely more heavily on de-amplification of, vi of violative content, freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. Our trust and safety teams continues its diligent work to keep the platform safe from hateful conduct, abusive behavior, 
and any violation of Twitter's rules. The team remains strong and well-resourced, and automated detection plays an increasingly important role in eliminating abuse. The third bullet point, when urgent events manifest on the platform, we ensure that all content moderators have the guidance they need to find and address violative content. And here's the next one. As we improve our policies and processes, bad actors also will develop new methods of disruption. This is not new. Our team of experts is constantly adapting to identify and diffuse threats, and we are proud of our early results. Impressions on violative content down over the past month despite the growth in overall usage on the platform. Finally, as we embark on this new journey, we will make mistakes. We will learn, and we will also get things right. Throughout, we'll communicate openly with our users and customers to get and share your feedback as we build. So those are the main five bullet points that Twitter put in this press release. And I want to take a look kind of at every one of these in a, in a broader sense and discuss them because I think each one of them has its own merit. And some of them, you can kind of see where the, the ad spend is. This is all about damage control in a way. So that's that's my take on it. It's critical thinking. You think, okay, they're doing something good though. They're open and they're honest about what they're trying to do. So the first bullet point is that none of their policies have changed. Everything's the same. Our approach to policy enforcement will rely more heavily on de-amplification of uh, violative content, freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. So none of their policies have changed. How do they enforce those policies? Well, that's the uh, that's up in the air at this point. And they say the approach to policy enforcement will rely more heavily on de-amplification as opposed to probably banning people outright, right? So that's number one. Number two is our safety and trust team continues with diligent work to keep the platform safe from hateful conduct, abusive behavior, and any violation of Twitter's rules. Now, their trust and safety team has been gutted. So about half of that workforce is gone. People have left Twitter. People have quit the company. People have been fired. They say that the team remains strong and well-resourced, but you know, it's that's objective to who you're talking to. And automated detection plays an increasingly important role in eliminating abuse. So they're probably using some AI that they, you know, they, they may have had before, but they more than likely haven't built a new AI system in order to capture, you know, some of these wrongdoers, so to speak, on the platform since Elon took hold of everything. So here we go. This is bullet point number three. When urgent events manifest on the platform, we ensure that all content moderators have the guidance they need to find and address violative content. Basically, train them. You know, all cut, they have the guidance and they have the resources available to de-escalate things and to kind of steer things into a less violative content creation at that point. So that's basically to say our, our team is well well-funded. We have enough people. We have enough resources. Okay. So that's what the last two were all about. This next one, as we improve our policies and processes, bad actors will also develop new methods of disruption. This is not new. So as somebody puts out a new tool, you know, as Twitter puts out a new tool or something, adds something to the platform, bad actors in any sort of way will find a way to get around that or disrupt it in some way. And and they say this, this is, this is a funny one. So think about this for a second. It says our team of experts, and they didn't have to say experts at that point, but they use that language for a specific reason. 
because if you're reading this and it just says, our team is constantly adapting to identify and diffuse threats. The term experts builds trust with you, right? That's a simple word to say. And if you say you're an expert at something, you know, oh, cool, okay. Well, you're an expert astrophysicist. You probably know a lot about the universe. Or you're an expert archeologist. You probably know a lot about the past, you know? So those terms are used in a way to kind of reinforce the fact that these aren't just a bunch of people playing games over there. They're adapting to identify and diffuse threats, and we are proud of our results. Impressions on violative content are down over the past month, despite the growth and overall usage on the platform. And the platform has grown since Elon took charge of it. So if it's down, that's that's a pretty good sign. So I think they're doing well there. And the last one is finally, as we embark on this new journey, we will make mistakes. So they're admitting, like this is this is putting the cart before the horse. They're saying, hey, we're gonna mess up. And this is a good thing to do because if you're admitting faults to begin with, people can kind of just brush it off and go, okay, you know, we knew this was gonna happen and we're gonna give you a little bit of slack. They say, we will learn and we will also get things right. So they'll learn from their mistakes. And of course they said mistakes first before they said we will learn. So it seems like they're gonna learn from their mistakes. We will also get things right. Meaning they're going to move forward with their mistakes. They're gonna keep building in this open way and keep breaking stuff and fixing stuff. And throughout the process, they're gonna learn from that and then they're gonna get it right. So they're gonna make mistakes. They're gonna learn from those, those mistakes and then get them right in the end. Throughout, we'll communicate openly with our users and customers to get and share your feedback as we build. So they're leaving it up in the air. They're gonna do things wrong. They're gonna learn from it. They're gonna fix it. And then they're going to communicate what happened with the users, which is great. Or maybe they communicate beforehand and they say, hey, we're gonna try this thing out. We just wanted to let you know, because if anything seems weird, please let us know. And then they say, we remain committed to provide a safe, inclusive, entertaining, and informative experience for everyone. We will continue to be transparent as we move through this transition period. And we will listen to you, the people who make Twitter what it is, the town square of the internet. Okay. So that was the wrap up at the end. That could have been the only paragraph they ever said. You know, they could have just wrote that in a tweet. We remain committed to providing a safe, inclusive, entertaining, and informative experience for everyone. We'll continue to be transparent as we move through this transition period, and we'll listen to you. So basically saying, hey, we we know we got some stuff going on here, and every time that we do something, we're going to make sure that it's safe, inclusive, and entertaining. We want you to come here and have fun. We want you to have, you know, conversations with people. We don't want it to be a horrible place. But we're going to make some mistakes along the way. And we're going to tell you about it, you know. But we want you to tell us about what's wrong, too. And they say, and we will listen to you, the people who make Twitter what it is. They might listen, right? But at the end of the day, will they change things in order to make Twitter a more inclusive, safer, more entertaining, and informative experience for everyone? There are some things that could happen in the near term that can make these things, you know, those terms uh, a little bit better. And from a content creator's standpoint, making podcasting available on Twitter would be amazing. Making long form content on Twitter would be amazing. You know, a safer place would be great. You know, I, I, as far as I know, they have a team in place, according to their press release here, they have a team in place to make it a safer experience for everybody involved. So they want to be transparent about it too. So what they're going to do is tell us about what's going on. And that's all we can really take from this press release, but it's from the Twitter team, not from Elon himself. So Elon will have these little tidbits and that's what he does with all of his companies. He'll have something say from SpaceX, 
and they're working on something, say a, a starship, you know, say if they're working on something in the starship, somebody posts a picture of something from a starship, say uh, a Raptor engine, and they say, hey, what does this pipe do on the Raptor engine? And Elon might say, oh, that's a pipe that we changed because of this, this, and this. And it's happened in the past with Starship. It's happened with the Dragon capsule. It's happened with Falcon 9s. It's happened with everything along the way. Elon has posted on Twitter and just said, hey, this is what we're working on. So expect a bunch more stuff from Elon in the future, because I think there's going to be some interesting things happening at Twitter. And I think what happened was that all the turmoil from Twitter immediately happened because it's a new, like somebody else is in charge now and half the people are gone. It's like Elon snapped his fingers and half of the people deteriorated like something from a comic book movie, possibly, you know? He's like the Thanos of Twitter, right? Half of the people disappeared. So it was a, it's a tumultuous time for Twitter in the beginning, but I think it's going to kind of mellow out over the next month or two. Things are going to start going into place. I think the uh, moderation teams are going to be more robust in the future. And I think the EU has something to say about that too. And that's for a whole other episode. So... I want to cue you in on that. The EU and the US are kind of turning up heat Twitter in sort of the, the next coming months. EU commissioner warns billionaire Musk. He must adhere to the rules. So there we go. It's going to be it's going to be a wild ride. So please buckle up and hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform that you're listening on. I do appreciate you staying around hanging out for this whole thing. And I'm glad we can have this conversation. Thank you so much for all of your support throughout the time that I've been here doing the show. And I can expect great things in the future. I can expect, you can ex- expect great things in the future. We're, we're bumping it up a little bit over here. Production values are going to go up a little bit and we're, we're working hard to make this a better show. So I appreciate all you sticking by me and thank you so much. Again, take care. I'll see you in the next one.